Hello and welcome to the third episode of Gut Health and Happiness with the Chuckling Goat Girls. That's us. I'm Sean Jones, founder and director of Chuckling Goat, along with my husband, Richard Jones, and my two gorgeous grown-up daughters, Karis Colvin and Ellen Armstrong. Hey, ladies. Uh -huh. Hey, morning. So we talked about paper and we talked about how it all started. And it seems like the next kind of big point of confusion for us to address is the difference between a probiotic and a prebiotic. Because if you're going to try to get gut healthy, you need both. And I think a lot of people are confused about what the two of them are and how they work together and why you need both. Yeah. We kind of had a journey with the whole thing. You know, I started making the kefir and drinking the kefir and then doing the microbiome test. And then in the course of looking through all the science, we started to realize that, oh, it's not enough to get the good bugs in your system, then you have to look after them. So that's kind of a one-two punch. Um, Ellie, you get this question a lot in the office, I know. When people say, what's the difference between a probiotic and a prebiotic, and why do I need both? What do you tell them? I usually start with a very simple sentence. Prebiotics feed probiotics. Um, so it's a little bit like having a fish tank. And if you put um, goldfish in that tank, along with nice tropical fish and all kinds of different fish, um, you wouldn't just expect them to survive without feeding them because they're totally going to die if you don't feed them. Mm -hmm. um, so you need to feed them the appropriate food. It's not enough to just give them one type because you don't just have goldfish in there. You also have tropical fish. Um, so you do need to give them precise, unique food that they enjoy that help them grow and thrive. Mm -hmm. And that's what the prebiotic is. The prebiotic is specific fiber strains that your good bacteria enjoy to eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great explanation. I noticed that knowing this has kind of changed the way that I'm eating. Mm. I wonder if that's true for you guys. Are you finding the more we kind of press into the uh, research about the fiber, the more we learn about it? Has that changed habits, Care? Are you finding you're doing kind of different things for your family on the back of that? Trying to, yeah, but it's quite difficult, I find. And I think a lot of customers I have spoken to as well find it quite difficult. You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, I'm eating enough fiber. What more What more can I do? Um, and I think the confusion and people weren't aware that you need more different types of fiber. And I think that's something that I'm finding a little bit difficult at the moment to incorporate into just a normal diet, a normal meal, especially one that's going to satisfy everyone. So, you know, George and two kids as well. Um, it can be quite difficult and quite challenging. I'm trying. <laughs> I suppose, though, that's kind of like where the prebiotic comes in as well. Um, yes, it's important to get a nice variety of fibre in your diet, but as Care said, it's not always that easy. Um, but with the complete prebiotic or the prebiotic that we produce, it does give you a helping hand. Um, and, it ha and like I said, it's those specific fibres that your bacteria enjoy to eat. Personally, I'm not gonna to go to the shop and probably won't be able to find my tacky mushroom and I'm definitely not gonna cook it. Like I'm just not the type of person that's gonna go out and find these 
random strains of fibers that like nobody's heard of, nobody knows where to get it, how to cook it, and even if it tastes nice. Mm -hmm. So I think a prebiotic supplement helps with that. Mm -hmm. But yes, definitely do it through food, um, but just top it up and give them like the treats that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's quick and easy, you know, like, so for people that don't know, it's, it's just a powder and you can mix it. And it's just so quick and easy. And I think at the moment, that's what a lot of people need. Me for one. Oh, yeah. Running around trying to get one to school and another one sorted and nappy changed. It's just done. It's got to yeah. be quick. It's oh, really yeah. quick. I'm, I put it in my keeper smoothie in the morning. Um, I do a big heaping um, tablespoon of it. And I got to say, I have really noticed a difference personally. I mean, my tummy was okay before. I didn't have any, you know, not wood. <laughs> didn't have any particular issues. Mm. Um, but I really, without getting too graphic, find that it really clears me out in a nice way. Um, and I do notice a difference um, when I take it and don't take it consistently. But, you know, it's funny, Kara, how you were saying that the um, kind of the concept is challenging to get this fiber diversity. Uh, I really agree with that because it's not the way that we're used to thinking about it. And a lot of people who they, they go, well, I'm eating a good diet. You know, they're, they're conscious and they're working. They're trying to do the right thing. And, and they go, so I am gluten-free and low carb. Yeah. I get that a lot. Right. The low carb one. People yeah. just want to avoid carbs because they think carbs are bad. Right. Carbs are bad. Carbs have turned into the enemy. And so people go, okay, I'm not going to have any carbs. And then grains are bad. Cause I know I heard something about, you know, the grain belly brain. Okay. Whatever. I'll avoid carbs, avoid grains and avoid gluten. And what they end up doing is eating no fiber. Mm. And so I think it's, it's really one of these um, big uh, pieces of misinformation that's out there that people are avoiding fiber because they think they're doing the right thing. And it is a blinking disaster for the microbiome. And we're seeing it, you know, over and over and over. I will look at people's results and go, your fiber scores are low, you know, four, five, six. Yeah. You're just not getting, you know, there's 21 different fibers that we look at in the microbiome test and they'll have, you know, 18 of those will be in the amber or red zone instead of the green zone where we like it. So, and these are people who go, but I'm, tr I'm, I'm trying to do everything. So what I'm talking about now, and I'm kind of, this is really recent. I've just started really shifting this in the past, I don't know, three weeks maybe on the back of the research that I'm doing, fiber diversity. <laughs> I'm going to increase your fiber diversity. And it's not easy because you only eat so much food. So if you get to the end of your meal and you're like, oh, was that fiber diverse? No, but now I'm full now. You know, it's yeah. like it's too late. Your gut buds only care about fiber. They do not care about protein. They do not care about fats. They don't care about anything except fiber. That's what they eat. And I think, um, what is it, 30 grams that most we're supposed that's, to be getting? Yeah, but most British adults only have 10 to 15 grams. And yeah. a lot of that, I reckon a lot of that 10 to 15 grams is probably simple carbs. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're particularly fibrous foods. So yeah no exactly right so um a couple of tips for people because i've been i mean we've all been working on this right it's and it's not easy no 
My favorite tip is, okay, there's three different uh, kinds of carbs. You got your fiber, you got your starch, and you got your simple sugars. Those are all carbohydrates. Simple sugars, we can pretty much get rid of. We're trying to eat those as little as possible. Yeah. But then you've still got your starch and your fibers. Complex carbs are fibrous, and those are like whole grains, fruits, veg, all good. <laughs> but starches are this kind of intermediate thing because that's going to be your potatoes, pasta, your rice. So here's a really great trick. You can cook that stuff the day before. And this could even be good as like meal planning if you're trying to get organized. And then stick it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. and cool it down and then you can reheat it the next day what happens when you cool it is it turns that starch into resistant starch i don't know why it just works and which is a prebiotic which feeds your gut bugs so hot potatoes no resistant starch cold potatoes resistant starch strange so what about reheating it does that reverse the process good question it does not it's good. fine it's, yeah, I know, right? Because yeah, I want to eat cold potatoes. You want, you want to reheat it, don't you? You do want to reheat it. And you also need to be um, careful. I talked to someone and she said, but doesn't it, um, isn't it dangerous to reheat rice? And I think, you know, people have these sort of ideas in their head. Rice has a lot of different surfaces, which means yeah. that if it, it, the bacterial contamination, if it gets in there, can be a problem. Just reheat it really thoroughly. Yeah. Give it a so, mix halfway through. Yeah. So reheating, like cook it the day before. So what I'm doing these days is, I mean, Rich loves his potatoes, loves, got to have potatoes every, I know, right? Every meal. So I cook a bunch of them and then, you know, fry them up or mash them or whatever, but reheating doesn't harm the resistant starch. So that's my top tip. Yeah. I love that because like you said, for me, it's, meal prep wise obviously great okay extra fiber resistant starch but um yeah meal prep <laughs> that's, yeah. A, that's a good idea right wow. um the other thing that i'm doing that i'm finding uh now i haven't been <laughs> i haven't been able to sell this to my 15 year old because i i get up in the morning and make him breakfast because i know if i don't it's not gonna happen yeah. and he likes oatmeal and so i you know i'm giving him oatmeal and blueberries and kefir and like I, if, if i'm there and i make it he'll eat it not there he won't eat it i am trying um to work the five good grains into our diet more because i'm on this fiber diversity thing so we got the five good grains <laughs> millet quinoa amaranth buckwheat and oatmeal so oatmeal is great, but oatmeal is only one of five. Yeah. But you can actually get flaked um, millet, flaked amaranth, flaked buckwheat. You're not going to get that from Tesco. <laughs> you got to order them puppies in. Um, but So I get those in and I mix them. And then I make it just like I would make oatmeal. Handful, you know, into the pan, goat's milk, pinch of sea salt, and just stir it. I mean, and, and simmer it. And it's really nice. I like it. Now, I haven't been able to um, get Benj on to it yet because he's like, oh, what's that? It's not oatmeal. (laughs) I will try that. I'm up for trying it because, Mm. as I said before, we have porridge every morning, especially on the weekends, because we all enjoy it. Mm. Um, And it's just easy. I could maybe, maybe I could um, do it slowly. I could sneak. I could sneak one more in 
yeah. yeah. I might not know. And then slowly but surely, and suddenly we're up to the five grains. Job Why, what does it taste? What does it taste of though? I don't think it's just real porridgey. It doesn't, yeah. taste, it doesn't taste bad. I mean, all of those grains, they're just grains. So he's mm. really fussy. But what what I'm I'm gonna do, what you're talking about, Ellie, I'm gonna sneak a little bit in. Okay, this is like the sneaky mom thing. Well, sometimes we have to. Um, and because it doesn't take a lot, right? You don't have to eat, it's not about the quantities yeah. of food you're eating, it's just about the diversity of the fiber. So um I'm gonna start putting little bits in. So that you know, if you if I get if I have mostly oatmeal and then a little bit of these mixed grains, he'll never know. Yeah, Love I'm it. gonna try it. I'm gonna do it. What does it have to be good? flaked? No, it does not have to be flaked. But I just got them flaked because I figured that was easier. Because if I if you have the whole grain millet, yeah, you have the whole amaranth, and they all take different cooking times, and like yes. that's screwing my head in. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna mm. start maybe with an easy one, like millet. That mixes in. I've got bags of everything down here. If you wanna like I'll do up a little mixed pot. Yes, yes. I, I'm up for this. Yeah. I think the babies will like it, Kat, because you know, they're still very young and you can just introduce new things to them really easily. Yeah, and they'll usually so, eat it, won't they? And especially okay. daily energy too, so worth a try. That's mm-hmm. a great idea for the babies. Sorry, Kat, go ahead. No, I'm just going on to like try and get more fiber. I think I'm right in saying there's a lot of fiber in like the skins of vegetables. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what I do, I just leave the skins on everything. So yeah. sweet potato, I do sweet potato wedges a lot for the kids. Leave the skin on. Love it. Yeah. Sometimes you know, they'll pull bits of skin out, but a lot of the time they eat it. And even like carrots, if I do roasted carrots, leave the skin on. I think it's nice. Oil. Mm, that's a great idea. Sweet potato wedges, that is a delicious thing. You guys, anybody know how to cook that? You want to do a recipe? Um, I'll yeah, do I mean, recipe with sweet potatoes. Okay. I've got a um, sweet potato fritter recipe. Ooh, go on then. That sounds yeah. delicious. I was hungry from these things. How do you do this, this sweet potato fritter? I did this right. This was like the first recipe that I did for Isabella when I was weaning, because I did baby led weaning. So um, it's just sweet potato courgette an egg, a little bit of garlic, a little bit of coriander, some cumin, because I really wanted to introduce her to spices at an early age. Uh, you grate the sweet potato and the courgette, squeeze out some of that water, and then you just combine it all with the egg, etc., and lightly fry it. it. It's lush, like I used to enjoy it. Isabella, we both used to eat it for lunch. And then you can put it with a, um, like a chunky guacamole, so chop up your avocado and um, quite fat so that the baby can pick it up easily lush love it did you leave the skin on then when you grated it yeah 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 because it's fine you know and it's and it's easier it's quicker and also by the time it's all combined with everything it's not like it's sort of standing out it's not that huge strands of skin it's grated relatively finely so Mm -hmm. yeah that sounds lush so you're gonna put that in the comments with the recipe yes i will and um, maybe we could just pop a little bit, Care, about how we do the sweet potato wedges for the babies. Um, I know it's quite straightforward, but yeah, we'll put that in there too. That would be great. What a good idea. But see, it's like, it's a shift. You see what I'm saying? Once you start thinking, okay, how do I get more fiber in? Then you leave the skins on instead of take them off because that's more fiber. So it's just, a, it's kind of a, a way of um, slipping your thinking about it. 
And it's the yeah, same that's with what it fruit. Is. It's but, the same with fruit as well, isn't it? Because um, I think lots of people, or not, you know, some people can be a bit fussy about fruit and they can peel skins. Don't. Just eat it. Especially for your kids. Isabella was eating the skin of a kiwi yesterday. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> super fiber. And the only thing I'd say there is, of course, we do worry about pesticides. And we're this year I'm gonna to try to grow. I've got my little baby fruit trees. I'm going, come on, grow, grow. I don't know how long, but until I have my own apples. Um, but of course it's pesticides are an issue. So if you're gonna leave the skins on, you wash everything really well. Um, and you can also use some vinegar, a little bit of white vinegar in a bowl of water and dunk the produce in there and just let them soak for a while and then rinse the vinegar off. That'll help get rid of all the pesticides in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, good to know. Um, we said that we were going to do questions. Do we have any questions from uh, questions? I have. We have answered quite well in our um, conversation about fiber. Yes. So a lot of questions on a regular basis come in asking, kind of like, why can't I just get the fiber from from my diet and the foods I'm eating, which we've covered. Which yes, you can. But like we said, you need a diverse range of different strains of fiber, which is why we recommend the prebiotic um, because it's just quick and easy. Um, also, another one was asking, Jonathan was asking why prebiotic if they're already taking the kefir? Mm -hmm. And again, it's like Helen said, you're feeding um, that kefir, the probiotic. So a really mm -hmm. important one then. Um, also, I have a lot of people asking, well, how do I take this complete prebiotic, I'm taking a kefir, I'm taking a complete prebiotic, I'm taking this, this, and this. Yeah. You know, they've got like five glasses of things lined up. How do they take it? Blend it, baby. <laughs> that's what we say. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do. And I, you know, I used to have a Nutribullet and then I realized it was driving me crazy because I couldn't put it in the dishwasher. And of course, when you're making a smoothie and you've got all these powders, like it's quite gunky. And yeah. So I got myself a little tiny um, KitchenAid mixer and it's really small and it sits out on the counter all the time. And I tell you what, I can make, uh, you know, homemade mayonnaise with that. I can make um, antimicrobial pesto with my fresh rosemary and thyme and put it in there with some olive oil and pine nuts and it's lush. And so I'm using that for my smoothie in the morning. And I do, I just pour my kefir in, prebiotic. Um, I do collagen because I'm over 30. Uh, I do my flaxseed oil, and then I am taking at the moment um, St. John's work because you know makes me happy. So whatever ashwagandha, ashwagandha, yes. Oh, we're we're gonna have to do a whole. We need to do a whole podcast about ashwagandha. Oh, 100%. Because I watched the masterclass that you recorded about um, you know pathogens and tinctures to help inhibit. I literally went and grabbed my ashwagandha, and I was like, pretty much just <laughs> straight in. Me too. After that research, I was like, uh, Claudia, can I have some more ashwagandha, please? Because I think I've run out. So yeah, that's a super amazing kill off every pathogen kind of uh, thing. So we should do a whole session on that. That would be cool. Definitely. But yeah, and we're, we're that baby up. And I got to tell you, it's not pretty. Like by the time I, oh, and I put some spirulina in it. And of course the prebiotic is brown. And um, so, yeah, it's not, it's not a beautiful color, but it, I know it's doing me good. So down the hatch. Definitely. Oh. Mix it all up into one big smoothie, isn't it? Basically, you know. Yeah, just no get limits. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm telling people these days. It's really just uh, <laughs> there's there's my husband co-founder right there. Um, just just drink it. Just get it. 
<laughs> he's trying to make his big debut, isn't he? I'd like to say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Oh. Who is everybody? Um, it's all the people who are listening to our podcast. Oh, very good. I keep telling them, them that you exist, but it's nice that they Oh, are. look, I'm a headless <laughs> person. <laughs> And on that note, you okay, guys? We will draw it to a close. So, like, what, what should we talk about next time? Um, cravings. How about cravings? Sugar cravings, I think, are one thing that really poke a hole in people's gut health process. I know it's, it happens to us all, so maybe we can share it. going. Yeah, <laughs> regarding this topic, so that would be fun. <laughs> we can share our good tips about um, <clears throat> how we do with cravings when we're trying to improve our gut. Yes. That sounds good. Okay, ladies, it was fun as always. I know we have to, we schedule these things just so we can have a chat. Um, So we will see you next week for the next episode of Gut Health and Happiness with the Chuckling Goat Girls and uh, recipes will be in the comment section below. So have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye.